We're back, baby. Episode 12, the Bluegrass Race Hub is here. This week, I'm joined by not just the HMFIC, but someone that's uh, pretty popular in the league. Uh, my, my main man, Keith Hackney of NLR Racing, running the what, 69 in the Cup Series and Xfinity. Yes, sir. Is that right, sir? Yes, sir. And myself, uh, Truck Series, uh, number 97, Flex Motorsports. Toyota TRD Pro and the number 97 your name here Motorsports Camaro in the Cup Series and lastly Jason the HMFIC what's up everybody a one week hiatus so we uh, we missed out so we got a two for one today so we're going to start out uh, with Pocono the the first week of the season um, we'll start with the truck series um had a, a big field. I think we had what 38, 40 trucks, Jason, some somewhere in there. 39 trucks started at Pocono. Um, we had Jonah Colbert, who led the most laps, ended up being our winner, uh, followed by Sean Castritza and P2, Peyton Hubbard, yourself, Alex Healy, and P4, and Adam Lang was P5. Um, ended up being a, a solid little race, not too many, uh, Eight cautions, six lead changes, five leaders. Um, pretty solid little race, man. It wasn't too bad. Um, Keith, I know you were probably watching as well, weren't you? Spotting for somebody that week. Yeah, I was uh, helping uh, Jeremy Vaughn, which is a uh, the rookie in the C or in the trucks this season, um, driving for NLR, and um, also Peyton. Um, mm-hmm. It was a, uh, it was kind of rough watching them um, because I wanted to be out there so bad, man. But I've realized that my time is come and going in the truck series and just to see all the, you know, a lot of the the same guys and also so many new guys come in there. Um, it's just uh, it's going to be something to see, man. Like if everybody sticks it out, I, I think it can be a, a good series. For, I mean, I think anybody can win any week. So we've had a we've had a lot of strong showings from from the rookie crew. We've got it. I, I would estimate just going off the top of my head, I would say roughly half the field are fresh faces to the series either either guys that are completely new or guys that have been gone for a season or two or, and come back uh jonah being one of them there's his first race he shows up and 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 does the damn thing he has the fastest lap he led the most laps he led 44 laps i mean zero incidents you could not have a better debut i don't think <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, from looking at it, I think we had roughly uh, 21, about 24 new drivers. So we had 15 returning drivers. Um, unless I missed something there, unless I miscounted. I think that's what I just ended up getting. Uh, you you know, you got new drivers like Jonah comes out. Uh, it's his rookie year. Um Cody Anderson, Adam Lang, uh, they're both rookies. Will Weber is not a rookie, but he did take last season off and came back. And then you got Duranco, who's a seasoned veteran with us. He's been in the trucks, I think, three seasons or something now. Uh, then you get Billy McFarlane has ro- rolled in at P9. Uh, and then sophomore uh, driver Tyler Evans, who's technically a rookie in trucks, but sophomore with Bluegrass because he did run last season. So that's, you know, top 10 was pretty a mixed bag there's a lot of new guys in there a lot of familiar faces um it was a solid event overall um i was happy with 
for the most part with that race, it turned out to be uh, pretty solid. Um, it was it was a little more caution laden than I would expect the typical Pocono race to go, but this is a a theme that we're going to touch on multiple times in this episode. It's it's early in the season. This is not a super speedway where you're just wide open. There's there's not a lot of technical prowess required and there's a lot of guys racing door to door with guys that they've never raced with before so everyone's kind of feeling each other out picking up on how guys race what they like to do and and all that kind of stuff so there it's it's not that the guys are not talented enough we're just still feeling each other out and i I think as the season progresses a lot of this stuff is is going to clean up naturally just as we get to know one one another a little bit better, but like you said, overall, uh, not not a bad race, not like some we're going to talk about later. <laughs> yeah, and I, I definitely, you know, yeah, there was a few more cautions it, than what I would have typically expected um, from our core group. Um, but at the end of the day, still a good race overall. Um, and I was I was you know tickled to death with the season having that many drivers. Um, so the trucks were good, but geez, oh, freaking Pete, the Xfinity series was whew, 44 guys, I believe is what we had, or 45 guys is what we had start in the Xfinity series uh, at Pocono. That was uh, unexpected to say the least. Yeah. So this is my third season with the league and last season our our counts were down a little bit which i would attribute mostly to it being summertime everyone's got stuff going on i get it um but even last season xfinity was i would say the weakest field as far as car count goes and from the outside looking in it kind of feels like it's a series that you can kind of look over because I know a lot of people love the trucks. I'm one of the guys I know Keith loves it. Tr- Everybody loves trucks. And then if you're not racing trucks, you people like me, even you want to go straight to the top. You don't want to go run cup cars because it's, it's such a, a different experience, but super competitive. It, yeah. But if you're kind of looking for that throwback, like gen six cup, style racing this is this is where it's at and the numbers show it looks like the guys love it so it's it's awesome to have that many guys signed up you know i I was surprised um you know we loaded in a session and just to see how many guys was actually signed up you know granted you know i would i would look in discord and and just see the kind of you know the people who's registered but once i got in a session and just seen all the cars i'm just like wow like I don't remember being any race last season, um, you know, obviously with the trucks, um, having that many cars. Granted, we was closed, but we we didn't have that many, nope. and that just that blew my mind. And um, I've I've raced with some of the guys. I haven't raced with a ton of them, so you know, you don't never know what to expect. First race out, new series, um, anything can go good, anything can go wrong. Um, but for the most part you know obviously being a part of that race i think it was fairly good i mean there was a few you know incidents here and there but as as far as for a first race um of like that massive car count i think it went pretty well yeah absolutely i mean obviously i, I mean i was shocked like i said 
that we had that many drivers show up. Um, and the biggest thing was even when we knew we had almost a full field already, people were still signing. Like they were still wanting to join in and come in and stuff. And which is, you know, and I think that it's like Alex said, it attributes to the simple fact that this car drives more like the gen six car. And that's what people are kind of flocking to, so to speak. Um, They've graduated from the trucks. Like most of these guys, it looks like they've been on for a couple of years uh, or at least a year or so now. And they've graduated from the trucks, which are an entry level, you know, kind of truck. When you got to, you got to do Rotor Pro, you got to do truck, and then Xfinity, and then Cup, obviously. So I think that it's just that time where everyone's progressing through the ranks. And uh, we had a, an amazing showing of drivers at Pocono. We had uh, you, Keith, led 37. You had the most laps led. It was uh, looking like you were going to, you know, potentially walk away with it there for a while because you led so many laps. And and we ended up, you know, seeing the incident with you in Lancaster. Um, it started out with Justin Winters. Uh, the seven ended up making contact with the 22, Robert Malikian. Um, Robert saves the car, but it chokes up the inside line. You're already on the top, uh, going around the outside of him. Lancaster um, goes to avoid the 22 and collects you, and so you all end up getting into a wreck, which kind of shatters your uh, night for the, you know, kind of go out and win the first race. So what was your thoughts on that, if you want to elaborate? Well, you know, starting from the beginning, um, obviously of the race, um, I kind of figured that I was going to be decently quick, um, but to go out there and qualify on the pole by like a tenth and a half, I was not expecting that. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other guys wasn't either. Um, but I had some teammates um, from Cornerstone um, up there with me for the majority of the race. And um, I knew I could race with them. Um, didn't, didn't really have to worry about much. Um, you know, it was give and take between us. Um, I know... Uh, we had a few guys coming up through there um, that was giving us a, a run for our money at certain points of the race. And um, we sort of played some different strategy and it, it almost worked. Um, mm. Just right there at the end with several of them guys that stayed out with older tires and we had fresh tires. I knew all of us was going to come to the front, but I didn't know how it was going to work there again new drivers we don't we've never raced with we don't know what's going to happen um just leading up to that incident uh, on a restart actually um it's just it, <laughs> you're trying to get to the front as quick as you can right but you can't jeopardize the fact that you got 10 12 cars in front of you and right. so you, you get the sense of urge to be a kind of impatient because you want to try to if you can jump two or three cars before the guy, the next guy with the, the you know, the freshest tires, Hey, that that's good. You know, we get that jump, we'll get a gap. So going into turn three right there, um, I seen the car, um, when Justin got into him and I tried to go high, just try to miss it. And all I know is next thing I get tagged in the left rear and here we are going to the wall initially. And I've contemplated about this for, or several hours at that point, and then a couple of days after, I, w I was not very happy. Right. And and you know, I go back and watch the replay. I still have mixed emotions about it, but you know, at the same time, what's done is done. Um, we we got a long season. 
and whatever penalties that was gave, you know, we take it on the chin, we move forward. And um, there's still a lot of racing left. A lot. And and I'm not worried about it at all. Uh, because like what me and you was talking about um, the other day, like last season, actually in the trucks, my first two or three races, I didn't finish. Right. And then, and then look what happened. So that's when the way a championship. I yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, that goes back to, I, I'm sort of jumping the gun here, but, um, um, for all the new guys and it, don't give up, don't give up at all. Like it, it's a long season. There's so yep. much things can happen. So there's to, to add on top of that, this is something I learned from the first season to the second season until now. Um, even in the truck race at Pocono, I was running up front and I kind of had a shot and I, I kind of shot my shot. I ended up putting the truck in the wall and finishing fourth instead of maybe second or third or whatever. And some of my friends that were watching are like, oh, Alex, you could have just went up there and you could have bumped that guy and turned him and won the race. And m- maybe I could have, but it's a 21 race season. It, it will do you no favors to make enemies in week one, week two, week three. I I reaped what I sowed my my first my first uh, season in trucks. I I made some enemies early on. I made it to the championship four, and and the the Grim Reaper came for me in the championship race, and it's unfortunate. And I'm not I I'm not blameless in that because I had made enemies, and that's. That's how it goes when when you're going to Phoenix and you're in the final four. If you if you've made enemies out of half of the field, it, they're gonna make it hard on you. Yeah, they they might not wreck you, but you're not gonna be rolling past guys in the midfield when you're uh, on different pit strategies and stuff. Well, in your case, sorry, but in Alex's case, they at Charlotte they did wreck. I mean, you, you did get wrecked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, I, I got dumped, and I mean, it's way in the past, whatever, but it it was a part of how I had raced that team during the season. I'd raced them very hard at times, and and they didn't like how I raced them. And come championship time, a guy that wasn't, that was on the team, but wasn't in the championship, uh, he took it out on me. And that's that's part of the strategy over a long season. Well, I want to hit on that too, is that. I know exactly where you're coming from because um, I was that guy last season too. I mean, mm-hmm. enemies quick. Um, yep. It was, it, I mean, I'm not going to say it was a fact of just dirty racing. It was just hard racing. Hard, hard, racing. hard racing. Yeah. And, and, but keeping that in mind, you know, a lot of people on the other end of that didn't see it that way. So therefore like, Oh, you're, you're just, just coming here to be that guy. And, and, but even with that being said, you know, there was enemies made, yep. but over the course of the season, I feel like, like me personally, I had to clean that up. I mean, still race hard, obviously still race for the win, but then you you realize how people are racing. And so I took that into consideration. And even though as the season went on and when we got closer to the playoffs, I tried interacting with people. I tried just trying to make friends because I knew the playoffs was coming because I didn't want to be in the same situation that you was in, you know, per se. So it kind of all played out, but when it got to the playoffs, all those guys that we may have, um, you know, the run-ins with, they did make it very hard to pass. Oh yeah, they will. Yeah. And that's, it's this whole calculus through the season. And this reminds me, I I think when, when you had the, the issue with, um, Twitty last season, uh, 
I think you raced them pretty hard at Dover, and I think you ended up finishing like second or third. And from from the outside looking in, that's before I I really knew you at all, at, where I hadn't interacted with you. And I'm I'm looking, and obviously I, I could tell at that time that you were at least in the in the top tier of the field, maybe the class of the field, which you ended up being. But at that specific time in my head, because of what I'd already been through, I was like, well, you know, he finished one or two spots higher at Dover, but ultimately it might cost him more at the end of the season than what he gained by picking up a couple spots in, in a mid-season race. That one spot, all right, Take so you were running P3, if I remember correctly, and Twitty was running P2. First time the dude's had a chance at finishing top three since he's been here. All right. Mm-hmm. So for him, this was a big freaking moment. Like this was huge to him. He's almost, you know, he's about to set a top three his first time since he's been in the league. Okay. The dude in the truck series, I believe. I, I, he may have done it in Xfinity, but anyways, like I'm saying. So for him, that was a penultimate moment. He was supercharged about it. He was excited. He was doing everything he could. So from, from my standpoint, from what I saw was you ended up, you know, there was a net code involved. Um, whether or not there was actually contact or not was debatable. Like that was hundred percent debatable. Um, but my thought process was, man, that's, that's you're too early being that aggressive because what ended up happening was now his team is pissed at you. You know, you have a whole freaking team of guys. They're, 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 one of their buddies just got taken out of a, basically a, a dream finish for him because it's the best he's had at the moment. So he's mad. They're mad. And now everything's just going to get more difficult for you when in reality that didn't change. That gained you one, one extra point and maybe 10 extra dollars. There was, and, you know, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. And, th- and this isn't to pick on you, Keith, what, what I'm doing is I'm hoping to, impart this wisdom on some of our rookie drivers earlier than than I learned it and and you learned it to make the season go better not just for them but for everybody else as well. And that's why I wanted to bring Keith on uh was kind of cuz he he knows. He's been through it. He he understands it. He experienced it last season with, you know, a couple of the guys uh that were on Twitty's team and you know uh, one of those guys ultimately we, he had to be removed because he wouldn't he ended up he wouldn't let it go he kept it going months Man, I for, months I, I forgot about that guy <laughs> months after uh the initial incident we're talking like three months later the dude's still giving keith shit and still sending messages threatening to wreck him in the championship and uh, you know that's it, just it was it was ridiculous that it carried it out that it, far it, it didn't happen though. The sixty nine yeah. got her done. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, th- there again, to hit on what you just said. See, obviously, I, I was new. I didn't know anybody here, and I was I didn't know the situation with Twitty as far as like him having a good finish like or going to have a good finish like that. So, I mean, if it now looking back, I wouldn't have did that right. because that's that's not the person I am. Granted, yes, I want to win every position count. But ultimately, I do have a heart, believe it or not. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to someone like that, you know, at all. And then it took me and Twitty pretty much the whole season. We didn't really interact with each other. But at the same time, at the end of the day, 
after that last race at Phoenix, he did come to me and congratulated me. And I respect mm. the hell out of that. You know, yeah. not many people would do that. He's a good dude, man. But he's a hell oh, of a absolutely. guy. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the best in the league. I, I, I know I've said it on here a few times and, but I'll say it again. Twitty's one of the best dudes in the league, period. And Twitty, if, if you're listening, I've got your T-shirt and stickers in a box in the kitchen. I'll get them shipped out this week for you, buddy. <laughs> so, and I want to try to put this into the minds of some of the new guys. Uh, from my perspective of running the league now for nearly three years and every season... This happens. This is something we have to discuss every single new season. So what ends up happening is new guys come in. They're fast. They're fast as hell. Like Keith was fast. He was new. He, you know, they have to uh, assimilate. They have to get, you know, people have to get used to them. So the new guys or the old guys, I'm sorry, the, the OGs, if you want to call them, they necessarily, um, they don't like the new people that are fast. Let's just, I mean, that's the way I see it. They don't like somebody new coming 100%. in. They don't like somebody new coming in and being faster than them because they were the top shit last season or whatever. They dominated yeah. and did this, did that. So they don't want somebody new coming in. And it's just, you know, they, as soon as we get a new fast guy in, everybody's bitching about him. Everybody's complaining about him. They want him gone. Uh, they're too aggressive. They do this. They do that. It's every season. It, it never fails. There's always a somebody. Um, last season, Ryan Patty was somebody in Cup Series that everybody wanted me to could put. You know, um, but here's my here's what I do as the leader of the of the um, the league. I'll take a step back and let you all police yourselves to a certain extent. Okay. Just because that guy is driving aggressive and he's driving like an a-hole or whatever it may be, if he's done, if he's not breaking any rules, actual rules, my hands are tied in a sense. I'm limited to what I can do to that person other than coaching sessions and talking to them and warning them, threatening them basically to say, hey, listen, if you don't clean up your act, you're going to have to get, get out of here. I, I, got no, I got no place for you if you're going to drive like that. So... The new guys, it takes them a couple races to assimilate and get used to how things are kind of done in the league. And everyone needs patience. And and just obviously, if the way that I do things, it, it if it if it didn't work, we wouldn't still be doing this. We wouldn't be where we're at today and have um, so much success with the league and have so many people. Obviously, they care. And they give a shit, and this is this means something to them, or else they wouldn't be getting so freaking mad and upset that this guy's coming in here and he's driving like a jackass. Um, and that's essentially that's something we're going to get into later a little bit more. I just wanted to kind of touch base on it right now, and while we're we're on the subject, sort of. So let's talk about the Cup Series at Pocono. Uh, before we yep. get on into that can of worms, because I know that's going to take us. We're going to when we get into that, that's going to be a deep, long discussion. So let's go ahead and get on to the Cup Series for Pocono. Um, you both raced in that series, also. So sure give us, did. Alex, if you want to lead us through the what what your thoughts were at Pocono and uh, how that race went for you, and we'll we'll start there and we'll head on over to Keith. Yeah. So. I know I've said it on here before. Um, 
I, I am running Cup Series. I, I know who I am as a driver and what my current limitations are. I have no illusions that I'm going to win a championship in the series. But what I am here for is to, one, learn learn from my teammates who are faster than me, who have been doing this longer than I have, learn from the guys I'm racing with, whether it's Keith, who is, is fast and everything he sits in it, and a lot of these other guys that have been doing it for a long time. And, and three, I just enjoy driving the next gen car as difficult as it can be at times and it it's really opened my eyes which i i've driven the car in officials before but having every week where i drive the trucks on monday on a track and then on wednesday i go to the same track in the next gen car it really illuminates how different that car is from any other oval car on the service because typically which i've been fortunate to have two very good runs in the truck so far um but i'll i'll go to the cup cars on wednesday and my first practice lap i'll attempt to drive it just like i did in trucks and i i don't make the first turn i haven't made the first turn on my first lap not one time yet, and I probably won't for the rest of the season because I'm I'm using the same brake markers and and trying to do the same thing. And it is, I mean, it couldn't be a more different car. Like to the guys, like you, Keith, uh, anybody that's driving the next gen car and either a truck or an Xfinity car, if you're having success in both of them, it's it's a really big commitment to your talent because it like it's it just yeah it just couldn't be more different the way you have to drive them like there there's nothing that transfers over the the line is different your brake points are different your throttle application is different the setup is different there there's nothing it, you might as well be driving a fucking indie car yeah oh yeah and for me, um, Pocono is one of my favorite tracks. It's where I have my lone win in the series. I thought I might get my second truck win on Monday. It didn't happen as fourth. But I go into Pocono, a, a track that I'm very comfortable with. And my first 10 practice laps, I was like, I can't, I can't go around this place. <laughs> it, 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 it's just that different. But once I was in the race and I kind of found my place in the pack and, and was learning how people are driving and, and all that. It, it was a really solid race and I really enjoyed it. I thought I learned a lot from these guys and I ended up having, a, well, I was going to have an okay finish until a, a caution there at the end that I avoided, but it caused cost a bunch of spots. But ultimately uh, for the guys that are listening that are more my skill level where I know Keith is kind of like our, our creme de la creme right now. Resident alien. Yeah. And I, I know Jason is a, a former Xfinity champ and all that. And even me, like I've, I've been solid in trucks, but like once you move up in these levels, the, the skill gap is evident and the next gen car really <laughs> illuminates the, those gaps because yep the the margin of error in that car if you make one little mistake it's not uh i lost a couple tenths on the slap it's like i'm in the wall and i've got four minutes of, of required repairs to it now so keith give us your take on pocono in the cup car you ended up coming out p1 uh 27 laps led most laps led um 
basically, I think you started, where did you start at? On the pole? pole. On the pole. So you started on the pole and you ended up finishing number one. So you had a solid race. Curtis Preston, he started P2. He finished P2. Brandon Holder started P3. He finished P3. Um, So what what is your thoughts on that? Give us your take on that race. Well, um, just like I tried to address in the interview, you know, after the race, that that was um, other than what I've ran like two hosted with you in the next gen, I think. And I don't run them cars. Like I don't race them, but I wanted to sh- to see what I had for all these guys that said, come up to the big boys. Let's see what you got. Got. So that's what I wanted to do, you know, and just to there again, come in, sat on the pole. It was what, I think it was a 10th also. And there again, blew my mind. Like that, that's not supposed to happen because these guys race these every day or or majority of the time. And here I am, I'm trying to learn. I'm, I'm expecting, I'm going to qualify 37th just because I don't race these cars. But also with that being said, with me being with, you know, Cornerstone, um, for the, for the Xfinity and, uh, the cup cars, I was able to get a lot of feedback from them guys and just trying to, to learn what they was doing, um, as far as, um, settings, uh, for like, offsets and the and the master cylinders and, and all that stuff but ultimately believe it or not some of them guys was running what i was on and i'm just like what i was like this is supposed to be the other way around i'm supposed to be following y'all's footsteps but you know but i have to say i'm not taking nothing away from from anybody in that league or in that series because dude it is stacked and just like healy said dude you you make a mistake you're you're going to the back in a yep. hurry yep. and I knew that coming in. So I had to, me personally, I had to be on my A game um, from the, the start to the finish. And with, with Curtis being up there, we was in Discord together. Um, he was actually faster than me um, yeah. for a while. And I was, uh, I asked him, you know, what was he doing different than what I was doing? And he told me, and I started doing it and I called on. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we're good. Like, we're going to be good. Yeah. Um, but all in all, for my first like long race like that in the next gen, I was satisfied um, as far as like my driving ability um, of there again of not driving them cars much to come out on top of that cal over those caliber drivers that's in that series, and um, I was very surprised. I-, I like Pocono too as well. Like Pocono is a fun track in any car you run. Um, it is. I'm, it I'm is, glad. So, I'm glad someone else likes it because no. everyone always talks shit about how much they don't like Pocono. It's, it's, tough it's track. three. It's it's three completely different turns. It, it's just fun for me, man. It's tough it's track. not. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I would. I used to hate Pocono. I'm not going to lie, but I've grown to like it over the last couple months just because I've I've raced several things there, and um, I, hey, if you want to go there every week, I'm totally down for it. Let's go all 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 Pocono season. Let's go. You got two votes right here, <laughs> and you did set the pole at ninety seven point zero nine seven. So you're nine or nine hundreds, um, ninety seven thousands, whatever it is. How you say ninety seven hundreds, uh, faster than uh, second place in the Cup Series last week at Pocono. So yeah, you're you're right, almost a tenth, man. It was pretty impressive to see, um, and I, I think that that was you know. You wanted to make a statement. I feel like that you made that statement 
But then we go into this week and it was completely opposite. So um, I think that last week, let's see, let me tell you, I'm sorry. Let me pull this back up. You know, I was, the familiar names were there, you know, Mikey Neal, he's a, he finishes, um, he runs up front for most of the night. I'm sorry. He, he didn't, he ended up finishing 29th. Um, but he ran up front, he qualified P four. So we, you know, we see, uh, Brandon's there, Mikey, Justin Winters, his familiar name. He used to run cup. He ran extended last year. Now he's back to cup. Peyton Hubbard was uh, a truck driver who's running all three series now. Uh, then you have Ryan Patty, who was uh, fast last season, reckless but fast. Frankie, that's another familiar name. So these guys were all the familiars were up there in the top fifteen, so to speak, in qualifying. There wasn't very many new people, with uh, with the exception of you, Curtis, uh, Peyton. Let's Rocky. see, James Silvers, Rocky actually didn't get to uh, qualify last week. He missed the drivers' uh, meeting, so he didn't get to qualify. But he ended up finishing well. He did have a top five finish. So most, like I said, most of your familiar guys were in the top 10 to top 15. You know, we, we had um, Huffman P13. Farmer was P11. Matt Grinier, season two champ. Matt was uh, P12. John Kinder, uh, former cup driver who uh, didn't run last se- season, but did run this uh, comeback to run, was 14th. And then we had uh, Mike Peters was uh, 15th. Um, so a lot of familiar guys. And then once we get into the race, we see, uh, Keith, like I said, stays out front. Most of the race, Curtis and him battling back and forth, back and forth. Um, I think Curtis led 23 laps and yeah, he, he led 23 and Keith led 27. So you guys kind of were setting the pace. Brandon Holder was right there with y'all. He ran seven, he led seven laps. Uh, and then you got new guys like GT Hawkins, um, Rocky Boyd, uh, he you know finishes P five. Brandon Robertson finishes P six. Uh, Brandon's a former uh, Cup Series driver who won the Xfinity Series last season, champion of uh, Xfinity for season two. Then you got James Silvers, who's Xfinity, who jumped up to Cup this season. Mo Abbott, Kinder was P nine. Peyton Hubbard was P ten at the at the end of the race. So all those new guys found a a place in the top five, so to speak, uh, for the most part, GT and Rocky and Keith and Curtis. So those are some new guys. And then you had your familiars rounding out the top 10. Um, so the level of talent is there. It's going to be a, a good season as if everybody will just stick with it and, and just chill out. I mean, literally just chill the fuck out for a little bit. Everything will work itself out. I promise you. Um, cool. go ahead. Speaking on some. Speaking on something right quick, I was uh, going back and I was watching the broadcast and stuff, and, and I seen a good point. Um, the top, well, last season's truck, Xfinity, and Cup champion all started in the top four in the race at Pocono. Really? Yes. And that was that that blew my mind. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, just have everybody up there. You you knew it was going to be a hard race. Yeah. This is all there is to it. But at the same time, it it shows everybody how versatile everybody can be, and and um, just to see, I don't know. I just thought that was a cool thing, seeing all three guys up there. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely, so. you're right. The, um, the cream rises to the top. Always, it does. You're right. So moving on, uh, we got New Hampshire this week. Um, so I'm going to say something. 
about this real quick that I wish I had waited to put New Hampshire on the schedule. I had Texas there and I forgot New Hampshire. Like I had New Hampshire had been left off the schedule on accident. So I'm, I'm sitting there one night and I'm with Bobby Hall Jr. And this is, I'm going to say, God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> it's his fault. No, I, I, I'm not kidding. Uh, I am kidding. I'm sorry. Um, not being serious at all about that. But so me and Bobby were sitting there one night and I was like, I got to find a place for New Hampshire. And we were, I was like, I'm just gonna take Texas off. And I, so I kind of shuffled some tracks around and I was like, well, fuck, I need to find somewhere to put New Hampshire. And Bobby's like, well, do it in the second race. It'll be big, uh, big track, small track, big track, small track. I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. That's a good idea. But I knew better. Like I knew better than to do that. And you, you didn't know better than to know better though. Did you buddy? But I knew better <laughs> at the same time is what I'm saying. Like I knew that it was probably too early to have a track like that. Uh, it's a mile, it's a mile long. So it, it, even though it's not really a short track, it's a short track. It's, you it know, drives like a short, it track. races like a short track. So I guess I had uh, um, more faith in the, everybody, um, uh, I guess, I mean, my biggest thing, I, what I'm going to say is I'm just disappointed, highly disappointed in the way that it turned out through all three series. Um, you know, we had started the Monday out, we had 10 cautions and I'm like, God dang, that's a lot of fucking cautions. You know, you had no idea. I'm like, <laughs> I can't, you know, guys, we're, are we going to turn green flag flag laps? Right. So I'm sitting here thinking Monday night was terrible because that's just not how we race. That's way different than what we normally do. Lucas Lyons comes out P1, uh, Peyton Hubbard P2, and my man Alex here was P3. So give us your take on that, Alex, and uh, your thoughts. Yeah, so here's my take, and let's cut because I have to take a piss. <laughs> and then I'll pick right back up. All right, so on to New Hampshire. Um, this is another one of my favorite tracks. Um, I... I couldn't ask for a better schedule to start the season for, for the stuff that I like. Um, Pocono is a kind of an oddball track. I've, I'm kind of an oddball guy. Um, one of the things that I have learned that I've liked on the surface are flat ovals. And uh, New Hampshire is that stuff like auto club where you can, you can kind of slide it around and um I, li I like running road courses in NASCAR stuff, and I'm, I'm going to draw a comparison because we haven't talked about NASCAR at all, Keith, okay? <laughs> so when um, A.J. Allmendinger goes to tracks like this, we, we all know he's a road course master, and I think the stuff that makes me pretty good on road courses translates to flat tracks where shifting is required in new hampshire is 100 that in trucks so I, I was feeling pretty good going into it um however uh it was much more caution laden than i expected um we had 10 cautions in a 101 lap race um so that's 40 laps under caution so we ran 61 under green um didn't have as much time as i would like to do work under green there because uh it, it's not a super easy track to pass on you've got to work on it and, and set it up 
over multiple laps on on guys that are on pace with you um but overall um I was happy I was able to escape with zero incidents. I, I've come to pride myself on trying to be a, a clean driver and um done really well at that. Yeah, I I've come a long way. <laughs> um but uh there towards the end, um I I had a, all my teammates around me and I'm gonna shill for my team for a moment because we, we finished third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Uh, Flex Motorsports shout out, um, but there towards the end of the race, I was I'd been sitting third for a long time, and uh, Keith's guy Peyton, uh, who ended up finishing second, um, I was hoping him and Lucas would start racing each other pretty aggressively there towards the end. I was kind of biding my time, and I was hoping they would get side by side. That would allow me to to generate some runs on them, and just Due to some late race, late race cautions, I didn't get enough time to take advantage of that stuff. But hats off to a a second rookie in two weeks getting his first win in the series. Uh, same team. Um, gosh, I can't I can't even think of the the team's name, but it's Jonah Colbert's team. Um, JC Motorsports, I believe. J, J, that would make perfect sense. I think. Um, I think. Uh- I know it's on Lucas's truck. I don't know if that's what the what the team is called. Hey, Chevy either, team. Uh, it mm, oh. looks like a Ford. I can't tell. They're, I think they're a Ford team. Yeah. yeah J, pretty, so pretty JC Motorsport. Ford. It was it's JC Motorsport. J, uh, John yep. Colbert, Lucas Lyons, Dustin Reinsettle, Barrett Morton, and Sean Kaiser. So J, that's yep. JC Motorsports. Yep. Um, yeah, towards the end of the race, um, Peyton kept it solid. Lucas was able to hold him off and throw him. I saw him throw a couple blocks there at the end. And at a track like this, that's sometimes that's what you got to do. And uh, and by God, he he got it done and got to do a burnout at one of my other favorite tracks. Man, <laughs> it, it it was tough to see a, another one. Kind of, I felt like slipped through my fingers a little bit. But it was it was another situation where go up there and be aggressive and piss some guys off, or realize that there are still 19 races to go after this. So we'll yep. we'll take the points. And luckily, I am sitting P1 in points, so it's it's not a, a total loss at this point. But uh, that's very overall, crucial. Being <laughs> being the points leader in the regular season garners garners you. 15 bonus points. That's 15 playoff bonus points that you start the playoffs with. That's 15 positions right there. Think about it. If you win the regular season championship, okay, you get those 15 bonus points. You get to go to uh, 15 spots ahead of everybody, essentially, in in the first playoff race. And those those follow you and, and go with you throughout the playoffs each round. Those points are uh, added over each round when we reset. So that's huge. That's that's a big thing. So guys, they need to get they need to figure out, okay, just long because term. Long, long term. term. Yes. Just because you get five bonus points for a win. If if you're checkers or records every week, sure, you might win one or two races, maybe three. But you're better off to chase those points and get that regular season championship because it's worth fifteen bonus points. Yeah. yeah and that. you don't make enemies along the way. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a 
I'm a firm believer in those 15 bonus points because those, uh, believe it or not, those having those 15 bonus points helped me when we got to the playoffs last season. Because um, there was several races that I didn't have the best of luck. Bristol? Having, yep. And both times we went. But... Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, like those those points are very important. So, I mean, you can't. There again, it goes back to what I said earlier. You can't give up. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta keep, you gotta keep pushing because there's good things on the horizon, fellas. I'm telling you. Yep. And but, so, go ahead. No, I was I was just gonna add to to Healy. I I know what it feels like to have one slip through your fingers because I know Jeremy Vaughn's feeling that same way too. For yeah, forty laps. Yeah, and then he, have some. Yeah. yeah. Lucas led 42, Jeremy led 40. So he, you know, if he hadn't had what happened to him, he probably would have led more than 40. Let's be realistic. Uh, he definitely had something slip through his fingers. Uh, I, I do. I look for big things from Jeremy. Like I'm, I'm seeing, uh, you know, signs there of little Keith, maybe. Uh, he, he's he, he had the fastest man. lap too, 30, yeah. 476. That's what I'm saying. I'm seeing little, little, you know, hints of maybe a little Keith coming out of him. <laughs> So man, what um, a nightmare! <laughs> <laughs> but you know, one of our biggest uh, things I've also noticed when you have a lot of cautions, you don't have time to make up your spots under green, right? We all know that. So what I'm seeing is guys are being aggressive trying to make up spots on restarts because we're not getting the green flag, so they're like well, fuck, I got to make up a, a couple of positions on this restart in order to gain positions. Whereas if we would all just kind of settle down and let the race come to us as drivers and not drive over our heads or whatever, if you can't, if you don't qualify well, just take it, you know, with a lump, just take the lump and, and try to make it up later. Like just because you qualify 20th or, or 30th doesn't mean you can't still go up and, and change the outcome of the race uh for 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 your in your favor so if everyone would relax and stop trying to get so much on restarts we wouldn't have had so many cautions in any of the series but that's what i saw was a lot of guys it's like oh shit i gotta go i gotta go i gotta get i gotta get as much as i can right now you know i gotta dive bomb these guys and go three put it three wide and get on the apron there's just no sense in it there's no point in it absolutely no point in it it's all it does is it makes the season regulars that have been here f- from day one makes them mad because that's not how they like to be raced. And people typically, you know, they want hard door to door clean racing. They don't want somebody coming in and dooring them in turn one or turn two to get them and moving them out of the way. Don't, you know, you don't have to drive like an asshole to, to be well, to do well in the series, to be fast. Like you just don't. It's that simple. Uh, prime example of that right now. Uh, so I'm P1 in trucks. I have uh, two incidents on the season. And second place is Peyton Hubbard. I think he has one incident on the season. You you can be clean and get it done. You don't have to kill people to do it. 100%. 100%. So, yeah, Peyton has one incident for the season, and he's second he finished uh, second in New Hampshire and he finished third at, at Pocono. So those staying clean is important. And and here's another example I'm going to use Dan Worthington. All right. Was, um, first season of trucks. Dan went from cut. We, cause we used to just run cups. So Dan went from cup to trucks. 
Dan was fast, but reckless. So I pulled Dan over to the side. I said, and he's like, he gives, you know, he said, man, I just got triples. I'm trying to learn how to, you know, I said, well, let me give you a little advice. You're something's not right with your field of view because you're thinking you're about to hit the wall and you're yanking the wheel hard left and you're cleaning people out and doing stuff like that. And you're overdriving it. You're being too aggressive. I said, I'm gonna have to put you on a two week probationary period where I, where you can't cause, if you cause any more incidents or wrecks, I'm going to have to suspend you. Okay. So he's like, all right, you know, we talked and we, we got, we, I tried to help him. I got him, helped him set up his stuff and get him where he was to tell how close he was to the wall with his new triples and stuff. Right. He, um, I said, so one of the biggest things is when you feel like at Dover, for instance, if you go up, you come up off of what is it? Turn two. You, it, it's kind of like when you come off of turn two and once you feel like yep. you want to hit the wall, kind of, yep. So, or maybe, maybe it's four. I don't remember. There's two, one, no. either the one. So you come off the corner and, and you're like, Oh shit, I'm about to hit the wall. I'm about to hit the wall. So you're, you're putting a lot of wheel into it, which is breaking you loose or, uh, potentially you're trying to stay in the gas, lift a little bit, like just lift. Get your truck not to hit the wall. And if you are, let's say you do hit it a little bit, you're better off to keep your wheel straight and keep it like this. Keep it straight because when you hit the wall, it's going to impact the metal, the sheet metal, rather than if you have the wheel turned. If you turn the wheel, you're going to hit the tie rod and potentially break your steering. So you're better off to keep the wheel straight and just take that little impact on a short track arrow really doesn't mean shit. I mean, let's be realistic. We saw Fritz in Xfinity had no nose dude running P2 for 50 something laps uh, because he still got power um, and the reduced power. He was able to put the the gas down earlier than other people. Um, So it's essentially like he had damn traction control, you know, but that's just something that everybody has to understand is. Patience goes a long way in this league. Um, The racing will get better. The racing will clean up. There'll be a few guys that probably drop out in the next couple of weeks, dude. You know, they just feel like they can't handle it, can't hack it, whatever it may be. I don't want to see anybody go. I don't, I, I hate to have anybody go. I hate to put anybody on suspension. I hate to have to suspend somebody for a, a race um, or, or even fine them. Like we, it's in the rules, you know, we can even issue fines. If they want to continue running there, they'll have to pay a fine to the rest of the drivers. And that money goes straight to the rest of the drivers for them screwing up their race because. Essentially, everyone's paying ten dollars every week. Okay, so if this guy gets wrecked on lap one because somebody doesn't know how to get going or doesn't know how to go into turn one without wrecking the field, that guy's just pissed away ten dollars. He don't want to do that every week, and I I don't blame him. Who wants to waste them their money and their time? Like, does everyone think that I want to waste my time every week doing race control? Just to sit there for everyone to drive like fucking assholes and wreck each other all. No, hell no, I don't want to do it. Yeah. It makes yeah, me not want to do it even more. No, yeah, I mean it, it literally it 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 makes me uh, cringe, dude. Like it just uh, my skin crawls. Like it's Tuesday night, I had such a bad headache after the race. I was like, "There's no way it can be any worse." Wednesday, I was fucking wrong. It was way worse. <laughs> so uh, r- was, over. was it worse? Was it worse, Keith? Did Wednesday go worse? <laughs> Dude, a thousand percent. A thousand percent, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, are, are, we, are we done with Xfinity? Can, uh, can we, we, we get we went that was trucks. We didn't we didn't really care oh, yeah, about Xfinity. We, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we gotta go to Xfinity. So Shit. let's let's talk about that race a little bit. Um 
I thought that was a bad race with uh, 14 cautions, which was four more than the trucks. Well, I guess technically the trucks had nine because I threw the stage and no, there was a caution at the stage. No, so I didn't even get to, that's yeah. another thing. I didn't even get to throw the fucking stage caution in any of our races. All six of our races, hey, a caution hey, has come out at the stage. Hey, All six. We, we just didn't want you to have to work too hard. I believe okay? it. I believe <laughs> it. And yeah, we're we're just trying to be nice guys. <laughs> but Lancaster comes out, ends up getting P1. Uh Matt Campbell, P2, Justin Winters, P3, Scott Fritz, P4, Shunkster's P5. Silvers was six. Hunter was seventh. Hobbs was eighth. Uh, was Justin, Hunter seventh? Was, no, he, was no, he? no. I mean, technically he was, but he was granted last place points today uh, due to something that, re- if you want me to be completely honest, really fucking pisses me off. You lied to me about a black flag. You said it was for passing under yellow, but, and you had the six car. was You were waiting on the six car. The six car is fucking in front of you the whole time. Okay, I didn't see it until I went back and watched the replay the next night. Whenever me and race con- the other guys that were doing race control, we went and reviewed it. We didn't see it at the time, but the six car was in front of you. So why were you waiting on the six car? No, you came out of the pits. Pace car's clearly in front of you. You've been doing this long enough. You know when the when you come out of the pits and the pace car's in front of you, you got to go to the back. You're a lap down. So what did you do? You just moseyed on around the pace car like there wasn't nothing there. I'm just going to go up here and I'm just going to lie and I'm going to say it was for passing or yellow. So, okay. Yep. That guess what? That's why we're not clearing any more black flags for anything uh, that says if you, you get a black flag passing or yellow, you want to serve it because I can't trust everyone to be honest and say, Hey, uh, yeah, th- you know, I was waiting on this guy. No, we, th- if they can do it in fucking official races, then we can do it in our races because that's essentially what it's going to end up coming down to is we're just going to go, uh, whatever I race is going to do all race control. That's where we're headed. Sorry, ran over. So those those were a lot of words, but Keith, you were there. So why don't you, why don't you tell us about it? Because <laughs> um, you, missed. yeah, because let's see, you started. Well, you didn't. You didn't. I think, so, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Jason, you know, gave me and Lancaster the option, you know, to qualify or whatever. Um, granted. I did go out there for some laps, but I was just trying to play hero. And then I ended up spinning the car. I ain't that funny. Ended up spinning the car and qualifying the first lap. And then I just didn't get a good run when I went to take my second lap. And I was like, you know what? The, um, me and Jason talked about this uh, the other night is that I was going to play the role of having that back pit stall because it worked out perfect for me at Phoenix. And I was like, you know what? This could be good. Um, just, happened to be uh at the wrong place at the wrong time and i ended up going a couple laps down early and uh it it just it took me a while to get back on the lead lap and i was fast once i got back on the lead lap i was coming up through there you know everybody when we got green flag laps it you know it was okay um but there again just People not really knowing how to drive each other at this type, certain point of the season and at that track and just uh, all hell broke loose. And we just tried to salvage a, a decent finish and um, let's move on to next week. That's all I can say. Uh, that's that's all you can do. Uh, there there are some weeks where all, all you can do is survive. And 
you know, let's see, you finish P15. Uh, It's not a typical Keith finish, but it's it's not something that tanks your season. Long way to go. Didn't kill you. You'll be fine. I was just gonna say. I mean, considering you know, with with Lancaster too, you know, we both started in the rear. Um, he just happened to be at the right place certain times where I wasn't, and that's you know, he got on up to the front, and I you know initially had to come back through the field, probably more than what he did, and so um, I'll still take it. It started what around 40th and and finished 40th. P15. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. That's 25 spot. So hey, I salvaged the best I could. Yeah, and you know what you're talking about with when I said when you said that you're allowed to qualify the the penalty uh, for retaliatory actions uh, or intentional wrecking under caution, whatever, however you want to look at it, um, it's not as strict as if you do wreck somebody under green flag intentionally. Um, if you just were to take somebody out under green flag, um, it's a twenty point penalty. You know, so when it's you know you go in and most some of these some of these are case by case scenarios. You got to go look and see what happens and how how severe it was. So Keith in this situation goes up and he bumps Lancaster on the back end a couple times, and you can see Lancaster's bumper take damage. So Lancaster pulls to the right and you know hooks Keith, and they both spin out. So they both did damage to each other under caution, retaliatory actions, and that's why ultimately they they got a penalty of two week probation, no more incidents are supposed to occur uh, involving other drivers. Um, and when they, and, and that's an Xfinity series, by the way, I, I need to make sure I reiterate that. Um, they got an EOL. They're still allowed to qualify, but they get an EOL. There's no point penalty um, until you get to level two probation. Then it's a 20 point penalty. So if he were to go out and, and hit somebody else again under caution, and it gets elevated to a level level two, which is uh, a twenty point penalty. Now, if you can go through your probationary period and not have any more incidents with another driver um, under green or yellow, then you'll essentially reset back to square one. Um, and that's something that may end up having to be changed because it's like once they get out of that period of probation, some of these guys are just like fuck it, I can do whatever I want again, you know, and maybe the penalty isn't harsh enough for for that stuff, but ultimately it all comes back to you. I want you guys to police yourselves. Um, coming to me about somebody bumping you, coming off the corner, doing you, whatever it may be, you know, giving you four X here, four X there. Like there. There's stuff's going to happen in the race. It's just natural part of racing. Close quarters, hard racing is going to produce incidents. That's simple as that. And sit there and watch every single little thing on track all the time. Um, it sucks. Uh, I wish I could, uh, even with help, even with two extra sets of eyes when the uh, Tuesday night, it was, Actually, three extra sets. We had th- uh, three other guys trying to help me police it and watch race control and, and stuff. So it just it comes back to the drivers have to do better on their part because it makes my life pure hell when they don't. I don't want to well, hit on. No, oh, go okay. ahead. I was going to say, I kind of want to hit on something right quick. Like, how can I put this? Don't drive 
over your skill set, for one. Two, you know, granted, this this league don't have pros in it, and but obviously there's a lot of good guys out there. But me coming from the dirt side, you know, I've raced a lot of dirt races with pros, and pros, they're really aggressive. They have to be, because that's just their natural driving ability. But at the same time, they know their skill set. They know what they can do. about it, too. Yeah, yeah. They know what they can do and what they can't do. So I know a lot of guys get pissed for other guys, like, well, I can't say new guys or just anybody in general, get pissed because guys are driving aggressive. But at the same time, you got to sit back and think about it. As long as they're not wrecking you, nobody wins races being nice. That's just... That's just the way it is, and that's the way I see it. Um, I mean, we can still be friends, but when we're on the track, we're racing for, for first place. You got to wait. Right. So, you know, with with that being said, like, <laughs> you can't, you just can't, you can't be too nice out there. I mean, if you want to win um, and at any level on here, you have to take advantage of those those open holes, those mishaps from other drivers or mistakes or whatever it is, and, and go on with it. But don't. But in. But with that being said, don't take out people being too aggressive because that just puts a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Yep. And and that just you don't want that at all. No. Uh, you know, like you were saying about the pro drivers, like we've had pro drivers in the pro dirt league, the pro pro late model series we ran. Those guys, man, they are. Hence, they drive hard as hell every single lap, and they'll be literally inches right on top of you. No, they'll not. They'll never touch you, but they'll scare the shit out of you. And oh, yeah. they're just they're, they know their skill set. They know where they're at. So this league, you know, like he said, not everyone in here is a professional driver. We're not pros. You know, it's technically a semi-pro league because we do money and we pay in and pay out. So it's it's technically semi-professional uh, in in title, but let's be realistic. Not everybody's a pro and some of you guys are driving over your heads and uh, you know, you want to be fast. And I get that you're going, if you stick with it, you're going to get fast. You're, you will be faster because of this group of guys. Tyler Evans gained a, gained a thousand I rating. The dude will tell you it made him a, a better driver from running Xfinity last season. Now he still needs to do some work. He still needs to clean his shit up a little bit. And so do some of the other ones, but He's a be- he still he is a better driver overall. He has more skill. Um whether he he still drives over his head, yeah, he does. I mean, it's obvious. I've seen it still and I, I he needs to clean things up as well as several so so do several others and um but Xfinity series, man, they they had more cautions in the truck series and then if we want to go on, we could talk about the cup series. They had even more cautions in the Xfinity series. So um this is kind of what we've been holding off on all night. Um, but we're going to touch base on last night's Xfin- uh, Cup Series race. GT Hawkins was your winner. John Schwartz was second. Ryan Patty was third. Okay. Uh, congrats to those guys. You know they did a, they did a good job. But if you look at their incident counts, twenty four. Uh, Schwartz only had ten. Patty had twenty eight incidents. Twenty eight incidents. Like for, for third you place, bo- bro, you bulldozed your way. Fight. He, he he bulldozed his way through the field and got third is essentially what I'm is what that story's telling. All right. And and another one. So if we go to 
further down the list, Rocky Boyd. All right, I know everyone's sour as hell at Rocky right now, uh, and then they probably have a, a legitimate reason to be sour. The dude had 32 incidents. He ended up disconnecting, didn't even finish out the race. He was four laps down. Um, you're talented enough and good enough of a driver. You don't have to bulldoze your way through the fucking field. Let's just be real. I've, I've, I race with you enough. I've seen you run. You don't have to drive like you do. Um, you can get mad and and not want to race anymore, and that's perfectly fine. Um, that's part of life. People aren't going to like everything I say, and they're not going to agree with everything I say. Um, but I'm I'm not going anywhere. I'm I'm going to be right here doing what I do. So, you know, uh, whether or not you were, you know, you didn't technically get penalized because you didn't necessarily break any rules, but your driving style is, you know, questionable right now. And I, I, I talked with you a little bit last night. And I know you said that you were afraid that if you didn't get to win in the next week or so or, or get some kind of money, you weren't going to be able to race anymore. That's no excuse to run through people and door people in corners. And I'm not excusing what happened also. What's go, you know, and as I'm referencing the Scott sending you off into the corner, um, but that's a, his way of saying, Hey man, don't race me like that. Okay. And that's what it comes down to. You guys have to police yourselves. And he's telling you, Hey, don't, don't freaking race me like that. Uh, because I'm not going to take it. He, you know, he, so he gave it back to you, right. You know, like you gave it to him in turn one and turn, turn two. Uh, and y'all ended up happening after the fact he, you're coming off the corner. He's coming off the corner. You're both pissed off and mad at each other, or whatever. And you're second and third. All you do is end up wadding each other up, uh, and junking the rest of the field. It's on. It's uncalled for on both parts, on on Fritz's part and on his part. It, both drivers, you know, I'm, I'm just disappointed in both y'all. Like, no reason for it. It's, you know, Fritz had most laps led last night, um, and you know that's congrats, good job. Um, but he's also caused an incident in the first two races last week in Xfinity and Cup. He caused an incident in the first ten laps in both of them. Um, so yeah, there's that. Yeah, and uh, I'll touch on this. And I, I know I, I I said this number to you earlier, but like post race, I know everyone's hot and they think everything is is someone else's fault. I'm gonna tell you right now, and I, I should really make this number lower. But if your incident count is over thirty. Shut the fuck up. Do do not say anything to anyone. You you have no room to talk. I don't care if it was someone else's fault. Thirty is not an accident, and that that's not just Rocky. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll hit that right off the top because that's John Kinder, and I believe we had another one in there too. Uh, no, those those oops. those are the only two over thirty. But I mean, we got a twenty-eight in third place. Twenty-seven. Uh, yeah, 24, yeah. you know, 24, 20, 20. I mean, anything over freaking 12, in my opinion, even yeah. 10 really is excessive and yeah. hell, you just there's no sense in it. Yeah. Just if, if you're, I mean, we've all run officials in our time and really if you have eight X, you've, you've probably had a bad race. Yeah. I, I feel that if I have anything over four, 
I'm not happy with how I ran the race. And I know sometimes it, it, it's not your fault, but when you get up to 20 and 30, I don't, you might think it's not your fault. You, you put yourself in position for those things to happen. Yeah. 100%. Whether you cause them or not. So don't, don't talk to me if you're 20 X 30 X, what it just, you need to roll that shit up, go to next week, get better. That's it. Just be better. Cause we're all better than that. And, and I'm included. Hell I had 16 X and I, I did a, a Keith one time. I, I got loose off of two and I drove it into the wall and I did have the awareness to just keep it on the wall and let guys buy. And I, I rejoined after guys passed me, but it, it wasn't what I expected of myself. And it wasn't what I expected of guys that I will easily acknowledge are more talented than me. It, it was just, just the weirdest shit. <laughs> a, a lot of it goes to, um, Situational awareness. You you got to know who's around you, how close you are to them. You got to realize we're on a we're on a virtual simulator. We're simulated this, and everyone's got different pings. Everyone's got different hardware, different stuff. Sometimes you're going to be racing, and you can be right next to somebody, and guess what? You're wrecked. You didn't touch either. Neither one of you touched each other, but you're wrecked just because of a, a netcode issue. So this is a known issue. So I tell everyone to give space and, and stuff and try not to crowd each other. So if you know that there's that issue, why are we putting ourselves in situations where we're door to door with somebody back out of it? Let them go for a minute. You know, you don't have to race everybody hard every single lap uh, to do well in this, in this league. You know, Roger Pierce is a prime example. The dude rode around for the first 60 laps in the back, just rode. They came in and topped off fuel, literally started like dead last every single uh, restart and comes in and, and he, he was running the top five uh, and him and Fritz ended up, he got loose and then Fritz kind of didn't have anywhere to go and he kind of clipped his back bumper and got him loose again and, and wrecked them both. You know, it was a racing incident on Fritz's part. I, it wasn't his fault necessarily, um, but it, it just kind of goes back to Everyone needs to, you got to pay attention and watch that. Look beyond your nose, look, look past your hood and see, oh shit, this guy's getting loose. I need to lift a little bit or, you know, maybe break or something. Maybe you don't run into him. And I'm not saying that you could, you had time to, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe you could have, right? I mean, who knows? We'll see. Just like we hit on earlier before this, and I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it again. The biggest issue here. A lot of people, just like you said, they don't look past their nose, and we're and I'm going to call out everybody on that start, on the outside. Period. Yeah, Rocky had his incident, whatever he had going on. Yep. But at the same time, y'all are just starting to roll off. Even if y'all hit the the car in front of y'all, that's y'all's own fault because y'all are not being aware of what's in front of you. So that just shows me if you can do that, then barely taking off pacing slightly pacing what are you going to do when we're up to speed yeah do that at 35 miles an hour <laughs> yeah and, the, so, and that's that's how we end up with a, a race like we had yes. right yes and that just, yeah when that all started you just knew it was going to be a disaster from there in which it was yep and i take a I take blame here uh, for the first caution. 
Um, <laughs> you know, started on the pole again and going down into turn one. Um, I'll elaborate from the cockpit here. Um, good start, obviously. Um, I seen Mikey. It looked like he was going fixing a dive three wide going into one. And I was paying attention to my mirror and I missed my mark going into one. So I missed my breaking point. So I drove it in there too hard and obviously cold tires, blah, blah, blah. That's in broke loose. Um, That's Rocky, a wrap. Yeah. Well, Rocky actually saved me because I bumped into him and it straightened my car up. But I guess just me spinning the tires, just that, just that little bit. When I got back on the throttle, it just went on the rest of the way, you know, around. Yeah, it, so I, I just, I just kept my foot in the throttle and I was just trying to get out of everybody's way because I didn't want to ruin nobody's race. Which there was still, I think, two or three cars that got damaged from another incident that led right after that. Which I hate, you know. I don't, I don't want that um, title. But I mean, it was just one of those things that we can. I mean, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it was driver error. So <laughs> I just had to swallow my pride on that one. Hey, it happen- It happens to the best of us. Yeah. So. And that's the thing. Like you, at least you can admit, yeah, you you screwed up. It's your fault. Um, you know, I see. I I already can tell you. I know a lot of these guys in this league have a hard time accepting any kind of fault for anything. Um, new to old, like it's just. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the ego. Um, but last night just like felt like that's all it was was ego. Like everyone was racing with ego instead of common sense. So I I propose I here's here's how I dealt with it myself. And again, I know in the Cup Series I'm I'm not a, a top tier guy. Um, I'm I'm going to chalk it up to a difficult car on a difficult track with guys that we're not used to racing with, and. Yep. As as pissed as a lot of guys are, um, I I didn't have those run-ins necessarily, so that I don't have a guy that I'm super pissed at personally. Um, I'm just gonna just I'm gonna throw that race in the trash. We're gonna go to Michigan next week. Then after Michigan, if there's someone that's got 30x or if there's someone that's self-spinning three or four times. I'll have a different tone next week, but for now, I'm going to let it ride. I know that these kind of things sort themselves out over a season with guys getting used to racing around each other and getting used to maybe the car in in my specific scenario, but I'm willing to let's just move past it. Don't, Don't hold the grudge like there's, we don't have to go kill rocky next week i i know the guys are talking about it maybe they do maybe they don't i i heard this with with keith uh last season it was like every week someone's gonna kill him it never happened never happened and and that's kind of what i expect next week i expect next week to be normal bluegrass racing that i've come to expect over the the past two and a half seasons so we'll we'll go back and we'll reevaluate next if next podcast or if we're having these same discussions, then I'm probably going to have a little different tone about it. <laughs> I agree. Uh, and you know, I try to I understand everyone's frustrations and I get it, man. Like one person can ruin it for everyone. Um, 
But it's, you know, that person wasn't driving your car either. You know what I'm saying? Like, so things happened where people want to blame others and essentially it wasn't that person's fault. Um, whether that person was driving like a jackass before that or not, uh, it was just, we didn't need it. It's not wanted. It's not going to be accepted. Um, not going to tolerate it. No, I, I, and I hate to be like this, but there's plenty of other places to go race. Uh, so mm-hmm. if it, if this doesn't work for you, if you're not happy with it. If you don't like what I do or what anybody else that uh, helps me manage this league does, you know, there's other places for you to go, man. There's official races, yep. uh, other leagues. No, I don't want, hey. obviously, don't want anybody to go anywhere. Um, but I'm not begging anybody to stay. Yeah, and I'll I'll reiterate what both me and Keith said earlier. If if you're here, if you are looking for success, if you're trying to win a championship, those uh, we're we're in the first few weeks of the season. Um, these couple points that you might pick up from a, a spot or two here and there. When you get to race 20, if you get to the championship, all those enemies you made along the way, uh, it's going to make it way more difficult than if you had maybe conceded a spot or two earlier on. I'm not going to tell you how to race, but these are the lessons that I've learned. These are the lessons that Keith has learned. Anybody that's been here for a long time, it's it's a lot easier to race against the field of guys that don't hate you. 100%. You know, you you pick and choose your battles, and yeah. and it can go good, it can go bad. And if right as of like right now, at the beginning of the season, if you make enemies, you better swallow your pride, and you better make it right some way, somehow. Conversate, try to make things right over the course of the season. So when you get to that, those playoffs, granted, it may not. I don't know. How can I say this? Like, it, it may not be perfect, but at least you know that, okay, well, we've talked. Maybe he'll keep that in the back of his mind. Like, yep. you know, we've tried to make it right. Maybe he'll race me clean. He, I mean, he may still race me hard, but maybe he'll race me clean. That way I ain't got to worry about getting wrecked by so-and-so from this team or that team or whatever it is. So there again, like I said, pick and choose your battles very carefully. And, I mean, you race people with respect. They're going to race you back with respect. And if you don't, then – you're in for a long season. Yep. Look a long way out your windshield. Don't look out the side because yes. the whole season is ahead of you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I know that these drivers have the potential and skill level to get to where we want to go, essentially, as a league. And the, the performance can be good as any. Like, we know we have the driving talent. It's just whether or not everyone's going to buy in and accept, you know, they may not be the fastest guy this season, right in this moment. You know, maybe it takes you a few races to get your, you know, get it under your belt and get this car, the hang of this car, whatever it may be. Um, everyone wants full field racing. We've got freaking 35 cars started last night. Yep. No, that's a part of it. It's, for it to continue this way and be this like it is, then everyone needs to understand there's got to be uh, a, a little give and take. And, you know, if a guy pisses you off, 
you know, maybe you have to swallow it and you know let it go, let it be. Um, I mean the just race in there. The race just was just 21, 21 cautions. You know that's all, we had one other race where we had similar cautions, which was Martinsville season three. Uh, or season two, I can't remember hell, whatever it is. 27 cautions was what we had. And I mean, I just felt like this is just, I don't want to do this anymore. Same way I feel like felt earlier. And last night I was like, I, you know, why, why do this? If, if no one else is going to take it, uh, serious and, and treat it like, I feel like it needs to be treated. Then why should I do waste my time doing it? You know what I'm saying? Yep. But I think we've harped on these guys enough. We gotta we just gotta see what we got next week. And so next week we're gonna be at Michigan. Um I, I don't think Michigan will be anything like this week. It should, it's a big it track, lots it of room. Um I just hope everyone understands, you know, one, stay off the radio. Not meant to be uh, used for testing other people out, using uh, calling other drivers out. It's meant for the leader to call to pay location of the pace car and race control is supposed to advise everyone. Um, I know Ryan Patty made a comment about uh, maybe wait until after pit cycles, and there's there's not enough time for one thing. You've got to get there. You've got to look it up. It's if you if you're not happy with race control, I I invite you. To come do it once. Come come join me Monday or Tuesday for the the trucks or Xfinity and do race control. That's it. That's all we got. So holler at us next week. <laughs> we uh, appreciate everyone. Obviously, um, all the way down to our sponsors and stuff. Uh, Butt Kicker, Kinder Performance, Huffman Designs, Scott Fritz Designs. Um, Red Rocket Buildings and Barbecue, J and J Gaming, and hopefully Race Quip soon. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Race Quip soon. Um, I know I'm forgetting somebody here. Um, Elevated Hunting, uh, yeah, those guys. That's that's um, Justin. Justin's name, Dilts. Justin Dilts. They, uh, it's a really good brand. You should check it out. He uh, jumped on board to be a sponsor this season with us. Um, so thank you again to Justin and, and Elevated. Uh, um, I don't have anything else I can think of right at the moment. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but I think we should uh, call it a night and wrap it up. And we'll catch you guys next week at Michigan. And hopefully everything will be great. And uh, that's for Alex Healy and Keith Hackney. You guys, anything else you want to add, say, or do? <laughs> I'll I'll see you guys in Michigan. <laughs> or uh, go, go fast and kick ass. For Keith and Alex, I'm Jason uh, Collins, the HMFIC, signing off. Thank you guys. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>